So as much as I love this song, because I do love this song, the message is I don't want to dance. What does that really say? What are we trying to tell people with that? No idea. Is it like, uh, I'm too badass, so you don't want to dance with me on the court? Are we stretching to that? If you want to go with that, let's go with that. I feel like... You don't want to dance with me. I feel like the guy agreed to put our song, let us use, use the, the song. song, and I was like, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's got good energy. It's like upbeat. It's got it's a fun. good beat, you know? It's Ooh. the Queens of the Court podcast. It wasn't meant to be more than that. We're the king size queens. No message behind it. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. <laughs> and we're excited to be with you here today. It's only been like five days since our last show, but we're just trying to get back on schedule. Uh, we just finished... We're a Monday show. We're a Monday show. We just finished watching the USA-UConn game. I'm sure there are many of you out there that were watching it as well. Um, I, like After the first like 10 minutes, I was like, all right, Team USA is going to win this by like 40. And then UConn came back, and I was like, yeah, what's wrong with Team USA? Team USA looked bad. What's up with Team USA not being able to handle their business against college programs? So... I mean, they won ultimately, so like, you know, yeah, it's great. But. Yeah, 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 and like it, which is good for UConn because it makes UConn feel good because they had a good game, totally. good showing. You know, it just doesn't feel like it should be that close. No, or that competitive. It, no, they yeah. shouldn't have lost. Yeah. So to me, and and I know Stewie was back, right? Yay, Stewie! Stewie, welcome back! Yay. Yeah, it's exciting to see her back on the court. But she looked a little rusty, and two. I think the team comes in with these lineups that are like very heavy guard, very heavy center, and not many like like shooting guards and like small forwards. So they're not like they're just like not the most like well-rounded team for what they usually can be. Interesting. Are there any like specific pieces that you feel like are missing? I feel like they're they're very they're very short on guard, like short, short wise. But I mean, like specific players. Like, are there are specific pieces that you feel like are missing that that you're looking forward to seeing with Team USA in the summer. Uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see where it goes. But like, if they add, and I, see, I feel like they have like a million players on the roster, right? Uh, like for right now. Don't they? Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I feel like Dewana Bonner should be playing. You know, I feel like they need that more that size, that guard that can or guard small forward. You know, stretch four kind of thing, because that's what sets them apart. Like they have a lot of players like that. Like Deladon wasn't playing. Like. Okay, so Bonner, Deladon, who else? Like Stewie, technically, you know, like full-form Stewie. You know, those those three right there, like what they add at those positions. Like you could play the three of them and a point guard and a center and Brittany Griner, you know? Like there's just, I feel like right there, four players that should be doing more. And like, I don't know, I don't think Sue Bird should be. Super's old. I, I I like her a lot, but you don't think she belongs there? Wow. I don't know. Sabrina Nesky's coming real quick. 
She and she'll probably be on the U.S. national team for the Olympics. I think you. I don't know. Maybe even Enrique. She's not even getting a look. I, but that's that's what I mean. Yeah. What about for you? Oh, what about for me? Do you do you feel like they? What do they need to do different? Team USA. Yeah, for what they actually look like. I, right I, now. I think Team USA is fine. I'm I'm not worried about Team USA. Like I feel like they're fine. You know, I feel like you know they're trying out different players right now, just trying to get like a sense of like who's going to fit in or who's not going to fit in. So I feel like these games are really more about you know you know the, sure there are some players there that you know you know are going to be there like Stewie or you know Sue Bird or Sylvia Fowles you know but it's kind of like you know you're trying to figure out who those supplementary players are going to be they had a lot of players tonight that were playing that you know you weren't quite sure you know they're playing hard cuz they're trying to make the team you know like Kayla McBride or Chelsea Gray or Kelsey Plum and Kelsey you know, Plum was playing real hard yeah i mean all these all these players were playing real hard cuz they're trying to prove that they deserve a spot on on that team you know it's there's a lot of talent that Team USA has, and you know, a lot of players are looking for an opportunity to win a gold medal for their country. You know, and uh, so I feel like you know, if there was you know some letdown but they should tonight be blowing or some out issue teams. with Team USA, I'm, it's a certainly like you know players you know getting used to playing together who don't play together normally. You think it's just a chemistry thing? I, I mean, Sue Bird, partially even, that. Sue Bird even said it. They got one, basically one full practice. practice yeah, there. I mean, compared to, like, these college teams that some of them, like like Oregon, have played together for, like, four years, basically, those players, you know, under the same coach. So, yeah, some of it is chemistry. Some of it is systems. Some of it is just getting used to things. But they won the game. So I'm not really worried about Team USA. I think they're going to be fine. But it was closer at times than i thought it should have been and i was just like why isn't team usa just scoring every time (laughs) yeah and like some of the teams that they were going with it looked like they were like kind of playing to like the matchup to uconn in the sense of they weren't going too too big at times and they were playing a lot of guards and it seemed like they were trying out a lot more guards and than what they had I think that's where Team USA, you know, like like you said, you just listed, you know, Brittany Griner, Elena Deladon, Dewana Bonner, Brianna Stewart, you know, Natasha Howard, you know, you, the, yeah, Team USA you, is you have pretty these long... solid with their like forwards, and there's a lot more questions I think at guard totally. for Team USA. But that's why, I especially feel like with the... Sue Bird and Tarazi kind of aging, you know, they're looking for who's that next generation. Who's those next players that are going to step up and, and take the mantle? And and it's unclear. And not because Nafisa there's not should be there. Was Nafisa playing? Um, I don't think she was playing tonight. No, Katie Lou Samuelson was there. Yeah, um, I think they swapped them out. I, I think because of the UConn. Yeah. yeah, but you know, there's a lot of good guards. You know, in, you know, in the WNBA, it's just a matter of figuring out like who's that you know point guard who's those two guards that are going to lead the team and i think they had some great options today you know they had you know skylar diggins smith and chelsea gray and like i said kayla mcbride kelsey plum these are all players that can contribute to team usa and there are others like arike ogumboale and you know i think i think kelsey plum sabrina nescu might have looked the best out of the group yeah if, i thought kayla mcbride looked really good wise i like what guard. i saw from kayla mcbride i thought she looked really solid both on both ends of the floor um, and but Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea Gray is always solid. So, but yeah, I mean, good up to UConn. Yeah, you know, you, they played great. Great showing for them. Yeah, I mean, with how bad that first quarter went, yeah. for what they did the rest of the game, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. So, 
you know, tied at halftime. So, really nice game. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was I good. Mean, packed house. Great, great for women's basketball. Always. So, good, good stuff. UConn. They did. Yeah, they showed out. Um. The next one is Sunday, I think, or Monday next week. They play at Louisville plays. Uh, Team USA. Yeah. Um. So that's a good one to look forward to as well. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we should start getting into our other topics, though. Yeah, we've been crushing this topic. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I got some other random stuff to go over real quick. WNBA free agency started. So that's cool. Tell me more. Um, yeah, free agency started. There's a decent list of players. You know, um, Skyler, Griner, Charles were on it to start. Mm-hmm. They got cored by their team. so Tagged. It's, it's like tagged. Yeah. Franchise tag kind of deal. But Skyler already asked out and like like an hour after she got tagged. Basically was like, nah, I don't want to play there. So, so interesting. It will create some, you know, off-season drama maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe some stuff happens there. It could be fun. WNBA needs free agency like they just need yeah to draw up that look what the off season for basketball was yeah i'd love to see some like top free agents switching teams yeah <laughs> you know, i mean not just resigning with the same club totally know. totally so, um i don't know if that's list. gonna happen I but i would love to see that where was this list I see some to... shake up yeah you know just a little bit of like yeah. different i'd like to see some of these like you know some of these teams like pushing hard after free agents to, you know, make a winning team instead of just, you know, using the core that they have. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. There was a little bit more uh, movement. Yeah, totally. Um, but let's see what happens there. So hopefully there is, it happens like kind of quick, kind of good. So it draws up attention. I would like that. Dope, dope, dope. But... Um, in other news as well with the WNBA, the draft is going to be April 17th. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it always takes quick, place so quick, so quick right, right after, after the, the end of the season. The yeah. end of the college season. I feel so bad for those girls that go right from like playing in a championship game to like they have five days to decide if they want to like declare. It must be crazy for like the first year players that go college playing for the WNBA and then go overseas nonstop nonstop yeah. basketball yeah they're like no time off in that first year welcome to the rest of your life yeah it's like yeah, totally. hey enjoy <laughs> totally yeah it's uh, it can't be easy and and I know it's always an adjustment for some of those incoming rookies to the WNBA especially after a long college season but you know they you know it's 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 the dedication these women have you know yeah yeah, I mean they have to, you yeah. know. But and they want they do it, it you know? for the love of the game, right? Totally. So like, that's the way they get paid, and you got to go do it. And, totally. But hopefully, new CBA makes that a little bit less in the future. Mm-hmm. But and then other news: this game the other day, the UConn Tennessee game, which was a good game, but for most of the game, yep, um, had six hundred thirty thousand average viewers for most of the game. That's good. So is like, that a high number? That's their season high for for women's college basketball. Women's college basketball ratings. Nice. Was it on ESPN or ESPN two? I don't remember. One of them. 
I think it was on ESPN too. So that's yeah. like to me even better. It's like you didn't, yeah. you didn't have the regular ESPN. So yeah, I mean that was a really exciting matchup. You know, it was like a lot of people were you know excited to see that rivalry renewed. It was such an amazing rivalry for so many years between Gino and Pat Summit, and uh, you know people were excited to see what it could be. And and the first half was great didn't disappoint was well, first good. half tennessee was up by four at the end of the first half it was looking like a really athletic really yeah. like you know challenging matchup and then uconn came out in the second half and just took over the game they made amazing second half adjustments just took over yeah they took yeah. over they looked way sharper yep it looked like a totally different team coming out of half they looked like re-energized it yeah. was really interesting it was almost like gino went in the locker room and was like did you guys forget what we did in practice yeah just go do it yeah like what's going on yeah um, but it was awesome. It was a great game. Yeah, it was a great game. So, and it was great for the for, great for the sport. Great for Tennessee. You know, hopefully, yeah, they did um, some nice Pat Summit, uh, you know, tributes yeah. and stuff like that. And hopefully, Kelly Harper can kind of reignite that that you know rivalry by bringing Tennessee up a little bit up to I mean, speed. Let's be honest, like they're doing better than what probably most people would have thought for sure. Especially after losing um, Avina Westbrook to yeah to transfer. So, so yeah, good on them. Absolutely. Um, okay, and then, so, let's get into our other topics. Sure. What you want to do? Um, well, one, real quick. Okay. I think we should do a Kobe Bryant shout-out. Kobe. Copes. Um. I will always say, Kobe. Kobe and Gigi, you know, let's, let's, let's not forget Gigi, you know, she was going to be. And that, and all the other families that were involved. Absolutely, they were, they were all part of her team, and of course. Stuff like that. Not trying to slight anyone. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, Kobe being you know, the big name there, you know, was in the news and and the basketball world mourns for for that loss. Um. You know, he he was he was. I'm not sure. You know, whether people know this or not, he was such an incredible advocate for women's basketball. He was not only because, you know, he had four daughters and, and you know, you know, Gigi was balling and wants to go to UConn and this whole, you know, thing. But, I mean, he was doing workshops with college players, with pro players. Yeah. I mean, he was, oh, he was so plugged in to so wanting to pl- help elevate the women's game, not only on, on the court, but also in the fans' eyes. And because he knew that greatness is greatness. Yeah. And he he knew it's... So what that they don't dunk every play? Yeah. Like, it's not about that. They play an amazing style, and and they're amazing competitors. And he respected and loved it. Yep. And, yeah, all the stuff that he was doing, you would have all, like, people were saying, like, how he would be running all these, like, we're going to run games. I'm going to bring in a bunch of pros. We're going to run games, and I'm going to take video of it, and then I'll break down your games after it and yeah. tell you about it. Help you, help you figure out how to get better. To get better, I know he mentored so many of these players. Sabrina Inescu and Arike Ogunbowale. It's crazy. So many others, and um, I just you know most. I think most people don't realize you know how devastating the loss is, not only for you know basketball, but but really specifically for women's basketball. Yeah, the what he was doing and how much of an advocate he was for the game. it, it, It was like. He was single-handedly, like, changing what people thought. Yeah, and he was just scratching the surface, you know? Totally. Like, like the better his daughter was getting, and the more yeah. she was, like, she was showing, like, yo, my dad's good, but, like, watch me. Totally. 
and she was going to be she was going to be amazing you know people were excited about like what she was going to be able to accomplish and it's so sad and uh it is so sad you know hopefully you know there it inspires other people to speak up and, and become advocates for women's basketball and and to to really kind of take up that mantle because it's going to leave a big hole in kind of the support and advocacy for women's basketball and you know that's why we're big here hole. because we care and yeah you know, that's where i feel it the most as much as i loved kobe it, it hurts me for the impact he was gonna have on the women's game and that he can't anymore that's it yeah so that's like what he what he could have done and what it would have been because of him yeah Oh, man. Kobe. Kobe. We salute you. We, we salute you. Um, okay, getting back to back to our topics. Back to women's college basketball. To women's college basketball, we are going to go. Um, for you, baby, this week. Mm-hmm. What was your most impressive thing? What impressed me most this week? Yeah. Um... The thing that impressed me most this week was NC State sophomore Elisa Cunane in uh, their revenge win against North Carolina. Um, she only went four for 12 from the floor, okay. but she had 22 points because she was 14 of 16 from the line. Ooh. 17 rebounds, including seven offensive boards. 17 and, boards. Mm-hmm, and three blocks. Um, she's a super impressive 14 foot... for 16 is incredible totally oh man she's a super impressive 6'5 sophomore she was dynamic as a freshman you know big things expected of her you know for the next couple of years in college basketball definitely someone who will make an impact in the pro level and she had a great game you know and they only NC State's only lost one game this year it was to North Carolina an in-state rivalry and uh they had another game against them, and she came out and was like, I'm not losing this game. I'm going to dominate the boards. I'm going to, you know, get to the foul line. And she did a great job. So that's what impressed me most. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's How about awesome. you? Great shout out. How about you? What what impressed you most this week? For me, I don't want to – I feel like it's the easy way out, i got to say. But it's got to be Oregon. Typical. Right? It's got to be, though. So, like... What impressed you about Oregon? Oh, man. Like, to be able to play Oregon State and beat them twice, which they haven't done in, like, what was it, like, 10 years? Yeah, a long time. So, like, one, to sweep this this season series like that, that's amazing. And, like, they just looked like such a, like, complete team these past two games. So, like... I feel like they're really on a roll. I feel like they're really going to be, you know, control of what happens the rest of the season. I, I, they probably won't get back to number one just because South Carolina will probably hold it. But, like, I'm not going to say they're not going to be the number one overall when it comes to the end of the season. They've like, got they two losses. I know, but, they, like... I mean, they're inexcusable. Maybe. Yeah, I mean... They're inexcusable losses. I mean, how do you how do you how do you get around a loss to, you know, Louisville? Maybe you say you know they're another top team, but how do you get around a loss to Arizona State? You know, yeah, the I ASU mean, one is kind of. I mean, I just don't think they can have a number one seed again unless they get a lot of help from these other teams. You you really think so? I, I don't just think they with can two be losses? the number one overall. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. Unless they get some help from both South Carolina and Baylor. Possibly yeah. Louisville as well. I think if Louisville can sweep the ACC and not lose again, Louisville's been playing then, real good. Then they've got a chance at a one seed as well. Yeah. So I don't think Oregon can get back to number one overall, but I do think they've got a shot at a number one overall seed or number one uh, uh, seed, seed in the tournament. Yeah. Uh, they can't lose again, obviously. I don't um, think they and will. And they still have you know a difficult Pac-12 schedule. So who knows? And they play and they play UConn and. Whether or not UConn is, you know, matches up well with them talent-wise right now, you just can never count out Gino and what he's capable of doing, you know, uh, as a coach. I agree. You can never count out Gino. Uh, Gino proved it today how amazing he is always at coaching. Mm-hmm. He always knows what he's doing. Always in control, it seems like. Always a little bit smarter. You know, he, he just has his a way of like adjusting. Yeah, he's yeah. good at making adjustments, and his players are, are good at, at making those adjustments when he decides they need to be made. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's why they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll, those are pretty good ones. I like them. Yeah. I like them. All right, so... <clears throat> so, upset of the week. We're not doing this week you know what this was a this was a stupid week for upsets because there weren't any particularly impressive upsets and the few upsets that there were of ranked opponents they just didn't feel that significant so i just don't feel like it's worth our time to talk about the upsets this week i think it's yeah let's move on move on okay so then we'll get into it we can get into our hot topics hot topics sponsored by Hot pockets. Let's do it. Let's do okay. some hot topics. Are you gonna do the time? Yeah, I'm gonna put five minutes on the clock. We're gonna make bold statements about the rest of the season or about where we are, and the other one's gonna give us either a Yas Queen or a Na Girl, depending on how we feel about that statement. Uh you wanna go first? Sure. Here we go. And go. Oregon State is still a top 10 team going for the rest of the season. Yes, Queen. No doubt. No doubt? No doubt Oregon State is still a top 10 team. I don't care they where still they have some tough games. I don't care where they fall in the AP rankings or anything. You know, the they've lost close game against Stanford, twice against Oregon. I don't feel like you can fault them for any of that. And they have a strong <laughs> schedule otherwise, and I just don't think they're going to lose a lot of other games. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Definitely top ten. Definitely top ten. I like it. Um, uh, Ari McDonald will be the national player of the year. Nah, girl. Nah, girl. Like, good for Ari. She's having a great season, and like, I'm happy that she's having a chance to like, you know, do good things with Arizona, and she's gonna, you know, get drafted, and she's gonna be great. But like, no way. So she's in the top ten in scoring and in the top. Uh, 15 for Defensive Player of the Year watch list. So maybe if it was a different year, but like Sabrina, Lauren Cox. Yeah. You're not going to you're not going to take know. Player of the Year away from one of those two players. I know. And Sabrina's going to get it, let's be honest. So like, yeah. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> not girl. All right. Uh, Arizona, uh, Arizona or ASU will beat UCLA this week. Yes, Queen. Yas Queen, yeah, possibly both. I just I'm not that high on UCLA. And, and you think these are to me these are the first like real big tests for 
UCLA. Right, before they have to play, like, the real big tests. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I think at least one of those teams can beat UCLA. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were having a they were having a problem this week. They went yeah. to overtime a couple times. Like. Yeah, I just don't think UCLA is that good. Okay, I agree. Um, Kennedy Carter will come back from injury and lead the team to an SEC championship. Uh, nah, girl. Nah, girl. No, I mean, like you know, as much as I like Kennedy Carter and think she's an amazing talent, um, I don't think that A and M has the firepower to take away an, uh, a championship from South Carolina right now. Okay. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Last one, last hot topic. Texas A&M, Arizona, or Kentucky will be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Texas A&M, Arizona, or... Kentucky. Nah, girl. Nah, girl? Nah, I don't think so. I think the number one seeds are too good. I mean, I assume they're going to be South Carolina, Baylor, Oregon, and then one other. And I just don't think UConn. I don't think any of those teams are going to lose to any of those teams you just mentioned. Okay, so that's fair. All right, hot topics for me. Give me yours. DePaul's perennial success and UConn moving back to the Big East will help secure DePaul a top ten recruit in the class of 2021. Oh my God! Another DePaul question. I love it. Uh, yes, Queen. Yeah, you think they could secure a top ten? Yeah, I think they're like uh, they've been always a pretty good coach team. They've yeah. been in a weird conference, so like, you know. All right, sounds good. Louisville will set a series record with their margin of victory over Notre Dame on ESPN Thursday night. Ooh, another Notre Dame question. You got another one in. <laughs> so a few years ago, Louisville beat Notre Dame by like thirty-five or something. Yeah, and we were it at set that game. a record. For the best victory Louisville's ever had over Notre Dame, it would be nice if they got rid so, of that. I'm wondering the little think, uh, asterisk over. That will Notre they Dame set team? a new series record this Thursday? Uh, Yas Queen, right? right? Yeah, I mean, right. you you got to think so. You got to think so. Texas will defeat Baylor on Friday night. So, interesting enough, yeah, I, when we read out the games later, I spotlighted that game, even even though Texas isn't ranked. I thought it was going to be an interesting one, so I will say yes, Queen. Yeah, you think Texas could win it? Yeah. Yeah, Baylor's without Nelissa Smith. At least yeah. they were last game, so unclear like how they'll do you know, against Texas. I, I honestly, like that's <laughs> yeah, I, I was checking it out. I was like, oh, something good could happen here. South Carolina will defeat Tennessee. By at least 20 points on ESPN2 on Sunday. South Carolina will defeat... Oh, we say it again? South Carolina will defeat Tennessee by at least 20 points on ESPN2 on Sunday. No, nah, girl. No? Nope. I, I was encouraged by how they played against UConn. And if they can make some adjustments... Okay. I think they can be... I think they're going to lose. But that's... You know, I just think like a 10-point thing. Okay. Despite Maryland's resurgence, Ohio State will take advantage of their home court and pull the upset. Nah, girl. <sighs> Out of time. I did it right on time, though. Nah, girl? Nah, girl. You think Maryland wins that game? Yeah, they've been playing better. They have been playing better. Yeah, they've been playing better. Ohio State's tough, especially at home. Yeah, they're really good at playing at home. All Ohio State's teams play good. They're great, great fans. <laughs> they, show, they show up, even yeah. if their team's not that great. Great sports school. Yeah. So, all right, cool, cool. But, so, uh, but I do say Maryland figures it out. Sounds good. So we talked about some of the big games coming up. 
Might as well just mention them again now. Yeah. Louisville and Notre Dame, even though it's not a big game anymore, it's going to be on ESPN. Not even ESPN2. I know. I know. ESPN. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote it down because I knew you'd mention it anyway. Thursday night, <laughs> Louisville, Notre Dame, ESPN, 7 Eastern, I believe. Something like that. I think so. Um, I didn't know what it was because I knew we wouldn't be around to watch it. 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern. Because we're going to be at the game that's most important that day. Colorado versus Oregon State. Yep, we are going to be at that game. We are going to be at a whole bunch of Colorado games coming up. Yeah. We're going to see Oregon State, Oregon, and Stanford. Yeah. All at Colorado because that's where we live. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. We get yep. to see Pac 12. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Other games that are coming up that I mentioned in my little hot topics uh, Texas and Baylor on Friday night, Friday night. which yep. is not yeah, televised, uh, on nationally televised, I should say. Um, South Carolina and Tennessee are playing on Sunday on ESPN2. Um, let me just check the time for that real quick. That game is at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and, uh, like I said, Maryland and Ohio State are playing this week as well, and that should be a fun game. Yeah. Um, <coughs> that takes place on... can't find it. So another game. Hang on. Hang on, just wait. To for your it. game, uh, that was Maryland Ohio State, and that takes place um, Thursday night at six thirty Eastern. Nice. What else did you have? Uh, UCLA mm-hmm. uh, versus Arizona. That's Friday at eight p.m. Eastern, and then UCLA versus Arizona State, which is on Sunday, I think. Sunday at two p.m. Eastern, and then also on Sunday, USA versus Louisville. That's on Sunday? Yeah. What time is that? I'm not sure, but... Is that televised? Yeah, it's on ESPN. Good. <clears throat> so, those are the... Games to look out for this Games week. to look out for. Keep it, keep your eyes peeled. It's good. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of lot of good games this week. Um, yeah. Know, some yeah. of those opponents aren't... Some of, these, some of these teams aren't doing as well, like Notre Dame or Texas, as they normally do. So, those games don't have the same weight that they, that they used to, nah, that they have but... in years past. But they're still good games and still worth checking out, especially because they're nationally televised. Nationally televised. I mean, clearly the people that book these games thought there was going to be some important. 100%. But but the the Tennessee-South Carolina game is a great game to check out. Um, just to kind of see like where Tennessee's at, they're six and one in the SEC, so they're in second place, right behind South Carolina. Yeah, totally. So you know you got to give them a shout out for how they've done this season. They've done great compared to the seasons past. Yeah. So Tennessee. Good, good on you guys for kind of being back. Yep. Um, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> where are we at now? Where you, where you want to go? <coughs> um, let's talk about. Uh, let's do. Um, let's do our contender showcase. Yeah, let's showcase it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do our contender showcase. Um, I like, so I like this team, despite. Losing the past three games they've played, we still felt that this team deserved a contender showcase, and uh, um, so Oregon State is going to get a, a closer look today by by us. Um, We're going to spotlight them. We should talk a little bit about those games. They played some. They played really tough games against Oregon, and they played Oregon really well. 
They they had some off shooting from some of their stars that normally yeah. shoot really well, and um, you know their freshman forwards, you know, just it had a lot to deal with in like you know the senior forwards Hebert and Sabali and totally. So I mean that team, it's a lot to deal with. But Oregon State is still, in our opinion, a content a contender, without a doubt. Um, they have really strong senior leadership. They've got really good size. Um, they have a lot of weapons. And they shoot the three real well. They defend well. really well. Yeah. They they're, do a lot well. They're a great team. Yep. That's that's how they got on this showcase. <laughs> so let's talk about more of the specifics. I have the hiccups, so you have to forgive me if I have to hold my breath every once in a while. Um, scare me. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Oregon State runs out three guards and two forwards. Their guards are um, junior, uh, redshirt junior, Destiny Slocum, who transferred from Maryland after one season. Um, seniors, Michaela Pivik and Kat Tudor, who have been, you know, just sharpshooting mainstays for years. Um, and then two freshmen, Kennedy Brown and Taylor Jones, who are their forwards. Before we go any further, I just want to say something about Oregon State's freshman class. I don't know if you know about this freshman class, but they've got I don't know about two six foot nine international players, what? and then a six foot six and a six foot four forward as well. I have never seen so much size in one class. How? How? Their freshman class is stacked to the ceiling, How? literally, um, and they are getting a lot of playing time. The two freshmen, um, Kennedy Brown and uh, um, Taylor Jones have been seeing the majority of the minutes at forward, um, and they've been doing a great job. Like I said, they got a little bit overmatched by Oregon, but these are freshmen we're talking about. Six foot six and six foot four. If they can figure figure this out in the next couple months, this seems going to be unstoppable. I think they will. Um, I think they're a really good coach team. Uh, I think they – that's why they keep getting good recruits because Mm -hmm. they are a good coach team. Um, I I honestly like if they do figure it out, I think they could be the one of the more dangerous teams throughout this whole thing. Definitely, like they they just have so many weapons, and they, if they add a big impact scorer at the, at the center position, whew. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, if 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 any of these players these like, figure it out, I mean, yeah. they also have like a a I mean. Patricia Morris is a six foot seven sophomore who also gets playing time. Yeah. I mean they have they have size, they have depth with size. It's just kind of a matter of whether they can get those players to kind of jive on both ends of the floor, you know, kind of at an elite level. Yeah. Um, you know, the size is there. It's a question of whether the skill and the development is gonna happen quickly enough. Um but let's talk a little bit about the guards. Um three all star type guards. Destiny Slocum, who is an incredible point guard who ran the offense for Maryland when she was there as a freshman, yeah. came to Oregon State to try to pursue a championship. and um, Solid play on her part, but yep, Maryland's still pretty good. But Maryland's still pretty good, but, but she's a super solid player. And um, when she went to Maryland, you know, part of what, what she said, because she was a really high-ranked recruit, she was kind of like, you know, I don't really want to go to like UConn or Notre Dame or these other teams that – are perennial contenders. Like, I want to go somewhere where I can, you know, create a team and lead it. Totally. Um, and she's getting a chance to do that at Oregon State with some good pieces around her. 
um, Cat Tudor and Michaela Pivik. Michaela Pivik has really been kind of like their spotlight player this year. Yeah. Um, but Cat Tudor is an incredible guard as well, sharp shooting guard. When Pivik goes off too, she shoots at a really high percentage. High percentage. Like well, the games that she's feeling it, she yeah. she rips. High percentage, quick release. She yeah. can handle the ball. She rebounds. I think she had like twelve boards in the Oregon yeah, game. So she did. She she does everything. She's everywhere. Um, she's probably a first round draft pick. Um, you know, out of Oregon State, and uh, and they have a couple other you know, impact players off the bench. Aaliyah Goodman is probably their biggest impact player off the bench. She's a junior guard who kind of just fits right into the mold. You know, she sharp shoots, she can handle, she's just tough. Yeah. So for Oregon State, though, if they're gonna be the best that they can be, they always have to shoot good, though. They do. Um, the three pointer is like they live and die by it. Yeah, and it's proven to hurt them at uh, you know here and there, but like they're still amazing. They saw like it were, I'm nitpicking, right? So we're nitpicking about a really, really good team. Um, but that's the thing that I think could be their Achilles heel, but it also could bring them to greatness. Yeah, right? especially because you know you don't get as much production out of you know their forwards right now. You know, as, yeah. as much as there's talent there, it's just not you know you're not getting twenty points out of out of your the forwards um every game and no, so that's no. a lot that scoring responsibility on the guards um yeah they're a super athletic team and, and they play good d but it's just like yeah if the three balls off you could see them getting upset or something like that yeah right um but i think they're a team that could go you know final four finals if they have everything come together Totally. Um, that's why we put them in this thing. So. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think they're legit contenders. I think they could win it all. You know, I mean, maybe some things have to happen. You know, fall the right way for them to do so. But, um, you know, like we said, their 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 strength is their shooting and their guard play. Uh, if they have a weakness, it's you know exposing them on the defensive end under the basket yeah um and just taking it to those those freshmen and making them get into foul trouble it, and it is a freshman thing too you know like, yeah i mean one of their freshmen fouled out you know in like 22 minutes against oregon yeah you know and so but that's how you play them that's yeah. what you do oh yeah no, you take totally. it right to them and, and and make it uncomfortable for the freshman a lot um, of people have tried to do that with Aaliyah boston this year and she's just been swatting them <laughs> Well, she, but like you know, she's. But we're not talking about her. So. I know, but she's the rare case that like it works, right? It's just freshmen. It's a little bit harder. The game's a little faster than what they're used to. So like they make you know. Yeah, it takes time mistakes. to adjust. They make mistakes on the defensive end. I feel like that's you know. The just takes time one. to adjust to the 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 speed and and physicality at this level. You yeah. know, each level it's just it's a little harder to adjust. And if you're not one of those like top players coming out of high school, it's it's really difficult to do. So totally, um, they get some meaningful contributions from Patricia Morris, a sophomore forward at six seven, Aliyah Goodman, junior guard. We already spoke about. Um, Madison Washington, a senior guard, and Jasmine Simmons, a sophomore guard. So they really rely heavily on their starting five, um, as most teams do in college. Um, Aaliyah Goodman gets a lot of meaningful minutes because she's a really solid uh, guard for them as well. And it'll be her team next year, you know, uh, depending on what Destiny Slocum does because she's eligible for the draft but doesn't have to go. She has one more year of eligibility as well. A lot of eligible juniors for I think, the draft. I, I think it would be a good year to stay. 
Yeah, I think me. it would be too. You know, with she and Aaliyah Goodman and their, these freshman forwards, you know, there's a lot of potential there in that team still. A lot of potential to, on the team still, and I think she would go higher in the draft if she stayed. Yes, probably. Yeah, I think she would be a higher draft pick. Um, there's a lot of good guards going out this year, probably. Yep. So, but. So that's our contender showcase on Oregon State. Oregon State. Um, their it. schedule gets kind of easier. They've already faced Stanford and Oregon twice, so their schedule yeah. gets easier the rest of the way, despite the four losses. They do have some ranked opponents left. Mm-hmm. Not a huge, huge slate, but they do have a few. But Good opportunities for them to show that they're still a top-10 team. Exactly. So. Um, and I do think they will do that. Um and I expect them to go deep in the in the Pac-12 tournament. I expect them to get to at least the semis, if not the finals. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it should be good. It should be good. Um, really excited for or more Oregon. Hopefully more Oregon, Oregon State games. It would be nice to have another one of them. I guess. I'm kind of over it. No, I would, lo- I would love to, like, them, if they were able to beat Oregon. Beat Oregon. Like to show, like, hey, we are, we are this good. It reminds me of those years where, like, Notre Dame and UConn face each other four times because yeah. they face each other twice in the season. Once in the, like the Big Ten championship game, not yeah. Big, Ten, Big East championship game, and then once in the Final Four. Right? And, yeah, it was great stuff. Yeah, but that stuff that, 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 that's, that's where they are right but now. But that stuff is what like like making that like whole thing happen totally. and like making that into like a big storyline is what makes it so exciting. Totally. And, like, Imagine they go into like imagine they play them three times, they lose all three, and then they go into like a final the four game. And beat them? Yeah, like a final four Which game. Which is what UConn did to Notre Dame, Skylar Diggins senior year. Would be crazy. <sighs> it would be just fun. It would be fun. So like, it would be I fun. would like to see it. Um, um well I'm gonna take this opportunity to parlay this into our spotlight queen oh, segment. Shit, you're gonna um You're just gonna make a queen flow like that. Because that's what I do. Spotlight Queens. So the reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to spotlight Destiny Slocum this week. Um, Destiny Slocum didn't have the best second game against Oregon, but her first game against Oregon was stellar. And uh, it's really kind of, you know, uh, showcased, you know, what she can do and what she's capable of. Um, she's an incredible passer. Um you know her assist numbers are really strong. She's a great you know threat from from long long range. She can also dribble drive and dribble dish or drive and dish. Um, she just is really versatile, um, yes. and she's a leader. You know she's a born leader. She was a leader when she was a freshman. She's still a leader. Um, she had a great game against Oregon the other night. You know the first game she had 18 points, four assists, five boards, um, four of six from three point range. And uh, that's what she's given them since she came over here. And uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to shout her out. And uh, everyone should give her a follow. She's uh, an awesome player, but she's just a great personality as well. And um, really fun-loving and um, and just great energy around her. You know, great player, great person. She, so, she dope. Yeah, so follow her. Her Instagram is DestinySlocum24. So that's D-E-S-T-I-N-Y. S L O C U M two four. Ooh, I'm gonna drop that follow. Yeah, drop a follow for her. Um, you know, she has a lot of posts. You know, a lot of basketball, but just mostly it's just her like having fun with the girls. You know, and like you can just tell that I do she's, like that. Uh, she's just a fun loving person who who you know enjoys kind of living life outside of basketball and in basketball. I do like that. That's kind of like the the vibe I like when they post like real pictures too. Yeah, not just like all basketball. Yeah. 
And I, so I, I expect her to be a pro at some point. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, she plays hard. Mm-hmm. So, good ups. Spotlight queen. Spotlight queen. All right, I'm going get, to get into mine. So Who you got? Mine I picked from today's game. Today's game. It's a UConn player. Okay. Olivia Nelson Adota. Awesome. The sophomore getting the spotlight. Yeah. So she's been playing really good and she's up for um she was part of the mid season um defensive player of the year award. She's oh. up on the list. So I thought to give her a nice shout out. She played pretty good in that USA game today. Um she got to the line a bunch. She was playing hard. She's like their only size. So you know, she played really hard to me. I like that, and uh, I think she's going to be a good pro. I think she's going to end up getting really good. She's still developing a little bit. I think her offensive yeah, game she's will still get really there. young. Yeah, her. I think her offensive game will start to translate. But she, she's awesome. Her Instagram's like nice and light and fun, and she, <clears throat> she posts a lot of real pics, and like you said. Just chilling with the girls, but it's a lot of basketball. Chilling with the basketball girls, mm-hmm. you know her crews. That's cool though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's yeah. done a lot with like uh, the younger like Team USA and stuff like that. She actually got an invite last year, this past off season, to camp and stuff like that. So yeah. she got some some time just to like be there and stuff. So that was good for her. So I think she's gonna end up being like a really good pro. Yeah, she's she's a solid um, you know, post player. You know, she's yeah. tall, she's long. long. She can defend the rim really well. That's yeah. really where her strength is, is on yeah. the defensive end. Um, she, you know, needs some development on the offensive end. I um, think it'll get especially there, away from the basket. Um, yeah. just you know, she's going to need a little more versatility at her size in the WNBA. Um, but yeah, she's a solid sophomore. Um, she didn't play a ton of minutes last year, so um it's great that she's kind of their go-to post, and I think she's going to develop a lot over the next couple of years because she's yeah. going to continue to be their go-to post. Yeah, uh, she she she's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're not bringing in a lot of height. They're bringing in some good. Two po- years from now, they do. They're bringing in some really good players, but they're not bringing in that much height. Yeah, especially next year, though. Not next year, yeah. but but in two years, they're bringing in some solid height. So her Instagram handle is O L I V I A. N E L S O N underscore 17. Olivia Nelson underscore 17. Yep. Awesome. So her a follow. drop a follow. We like her a lot. But yeah, I think that's it though. Yeah, I think so too. You know, we, this is a shorter show maybe because. Uh, Definitely not shorter. It's not still, shorter? Yeah. Why do I always think it's like gonna be shorter? No, forty-seven minutes right now. Damn. All right. Well, then we should say we bye. have like and we have like an a minute of editing. A minute of editing. <laughs> totally. Um, Damn it! We had two perfect shows in a row. Well, now I have to edit out the fact that we're talking about editing. No, no, too. no, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta keep this in. <laughs> anyway, that that's gonna do it for us. Thanks. This is the Queens of the Court podcast. We're the king size queens. I'm John Hanson. I'm Paul Jafrida. Thanks for being here with us and listening to us and yes. putting up with our antics and yas queen and scatterbrainedness. Yas, something like that. Yeah, scattered. And uh, don't forget to uh, pump it up. We got to pump it up. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.